It's 2013 and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Kyle Chisholm, Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand Goggles. Welcome to the X-Brand Goggles pre-race pulpcast live from Teuschenthal, Germany. The press tent here uh, is a buzz of activity. I'm Steve Mathis. With me as usual, uh, German, two-time German Supercross champion, a man I can't walk 10 feet with without someone getting his autograph, Jason Thomas. Guten Tag. And uh, on track, off-road, uh, the pride of England, Adam Wheeler. Pride of England. Yeah. Oh, oh good night. Sorry. Um, good night. JT, you're Grasper German, is that correct? Or not? Yes. Yeah. A little okay. bit. So yeah. good evening. Now, is Adam on track or off road right now? Uh, he's in intent. 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 In yeah. <laughs> um, now, we wanted to do a little uh, Motocross Nations preview, yeah. and we had to get someone from Europe because it, it was just me and JT. We'd break out into the chance of USA, USA. So, Wheeler, um, first of all, I've been to this track before for the GPs, but um, this has been a long-standing GP track. What's your thoughts on the track? What do you think? That, did the riders like this track? Is it is it popular? It's uh, talk about the track itself. It's um, you know, like you said, it's been a GP staple track. I mean, we've been here every year, and uh, it's kind of evolved over the years. It used to be really, really fast, and you know, there were some big crashes back in the day. I think uh, Andrea Bartolini actually ended his career here at this track. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Bartolini, of course, won the 500cc World Championship. Yeah. Uh, Mark DeRuva as well. I think he uh, broke a couple of vertebrae in a big, big spill. So it was a, a very fast track. So they put in a few more kind of curves, slowed it down. Um, can get a bit one-liney in the past, kind of hard pack. Uh, so there's been quite a few changes, and these guys have been working for like more than six months to get this track up to spec for the mm -hmm. motocross the nations. And I think the most interesting thing for me is the first corners, instead of being like a downhill off camber like it used to be before, is now completely open. You know, in the start gate, you don't want to be on the inside; you want to be right in the middle. Yeah, the, the gate selection is going to be key. I haven't seen it, but in talking to the Team USA guys, they said it's greatly biased. On one, <laughs> if you get, you know, if you're at the on the very inside, you're screwed. You're literally yeah. just. It's going to be, I think it makes the, the pick more interesting. I mean, um, yeah. as we've seen before in the past, especially for Team USA at St. John D'Angeli in France, you know, Ryan Villapoto taking the second pick and being way out, like in 23rd yeah. place or wherever he was, and, yeah. and still managed to come through. But um, here, it could be trickier, you know. I think it's just, um, there's a lot of kind of off-camber curves, and mm -hmm. the way the track's been ripped, I've never seen Tuchetel this kind of like loose or soft, so it's going to be... Yeah, uh, it was harder when I was here before. It was yeah. hard base. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of forms a little bit into one line. So mm -hmm. it'd be cool to see how it shapes up tomorrow. I mean, there's still kind of water in it now, and we've got good weather here. It's a bit cold, but, uh, you know, it's sunny, and the forecast is good. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it, but this, this, this track is kind of, it's hard to explain, but we've seen some really weird results here over the mm -hmm. years. So people who've been following Grand Prix will know that uh, Ken Dijk has shifted teams. He was riding a factory Yamaha in 2010 and suddenly turned up here and blew everyone away. Yeah, won yeah. both motos in MX1. Same for Brian Jorgensen, a very popular rider yeah. from Denmark. He came along on a factory Honda um, in circumstances that were quite bizarre because he had suffered a family bereavement and he was struggling in performance fitness. Suddenly came here, won both motos, blew everyone away. David Philippas became, I think, the second 
rider ever to win MX1 and MX2 GPs. Oh, and that okay. was his debut win in 2007. Yep. Josh Coppins, I think, had his final Grand Prix victory here. Um, and then Evgeny Bobrashev, uh, you know, from one of your sleeper tips, the Russian team, yeah. he took his first GP winner in 2011. So, so it's been, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, some that's some really notable achievement or results over the years. Generally, I'd say good starts and, um, you know, then you're away here. Yeah. Uh, JT, uh, much like a lot of motocross nations, Team USA, the depth we were talking before this morning on the drive here, it's just three solid guys and a lot of teams can't do that they can't put three guys together they could maybe go one match him for two but yeah i think uh really with villapoto not being here it's opened the door a little bit i think justin barsha is a very capable rider but i think if we had villapoto here um man it would take it would take a lot to go wrong for us to lose this thing I, mm -hmm. that's just my personal opinion but with villapoto out i think Belgium's got a strong team. Italy has, you know, I think there's some issues with Italy, but I think they're still capable. France, the UK, there's a lot of teams that have one mistake, one first turn crash, one anything yeah. goes wrong, and man, the door's wide open for us to lose this thing. You know, you, you ask around and everyone say, oh yeah, the USA is the favorite. Uh, even Longo was asked and he said the USA is the favorite, but I agree that, uh, man, it's being here and seeing the riders and seeing the track, it's, it's going to be anybody's race. I don't think that by any means that the USA has this thing and we're a huge favorite. Do you think uh, having Bastion in the team makes it a little bit more unpredictable then? I do, yes. I think uh, I think that he's he's going to do well. He was, he was kind of our anchor last year. I think both of the other two had a rough day. Uh, but I just think with Villapoto being out, it, I think the other guys have to sense that they have a real opportunity to, to win this thing. I don't feel that we are we have the dominant team with the team we have here. I think if my memory serves me correctly, for Team USA, the Nations hasn't been too kind of rookies. I mean, I think don't think Blake Bagger had such a good uh, motocross in the Nations at St. Jean d'Angeli. He wasn't, yeah, he was okay. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, he was okay. I mean, obviously in 2009, Dungey, I think Weimer and uh, Tedesco, he yeah. was he was on a Nations rookie, of course, but the other and, two guys pretty and much And Dungey had jumped from a 250F to a 450 just for that race. Yeah. So that was a, a good performance. Yeah, good And ride. he won the last moto, I think. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it's going to be, do you agree with that, Adam? The Americans are the favorites, I think, and it's because of their depth. They, a lot of countries, you know, I think you can put um, Lupino and Caroli together, and that's pretty good. You can put uh, Nagel and Roxon together, and that's pretty good, but it's that third guy. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a really close fight for the bottom step of the podium, maybe even the second. For me, mm -hmm. Team Belgium, you know, they're, they're the closest to the Americans. I think, like JT said, if there's a... There's a problem, a small slip, uh, yeah. you know, like Christophe Porcel had his tire blow up at Saint-Jean a couple of years ago. So something like that happens to Team USA. Then I think you'll see the Belgians there just like quietly chipping away in third, fourth position, mm -hmm. and they'll have the points ready to, to, to challenge. What's with the decision to put DeSalle in MX3? What, do you know anything about that? Why was that? Do, are they thinking that he's just going to have a little more, not, not have to go back to back? No, no, he'll have to go back to back on that. Is there any strategy behind that? Yeah, I'm, I haven't spoken with Joel Smets, the team manager, much about it. But, you know, the, the, the Belgians have uh, a selection of very strong 450 riders, big bike riders. Yeah. I mean, even Van Horbeek at the last Grand Prix a couple of weeks ago was worried about getting back on the CLS Kawasaki. You know, I mean, he rode for those guys before, but he's been doing well on the 450 all year. So, right. you know, I think um, 
it's more a case of just slotting the Diker in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe there's more of a, a hope that the Sal will be able to take that class. To, yeah, to beat Barsha than it can yeah. to be to beat, beat yeah. Dungy. I wondered if it was something to do with endurance, you know, because they got to go back to back. The only guys that doesn't go back to back is MX1. They go one and three. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah because so. against MX, MX2. But I think, you know, the Dykes had a bit of an ankle injury, but I don't think it's anything that, that serious. Yeah. Um, compared to, to Van Horbeek and, and, and DeSalve, he's probably the least kind of 100% like right. fit of the three. Uh, JT, um, we were talking about this earlier. If USA suffers an injury tomorrow morning, uh, do they go to Glover, Emig, or you? For filling. Well, we got Jeff Cernick here as well. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know Tom the rules. Carson? Could DeCosta race? He since he's uh, he has dual citizenship now. Isn't Bob Moore here? Is he going to be here as well? Oh, Bob, Bob, Bob Moore. Yeah. So how far down? Uh, JT I don't know, man. Before they say, hey, Thomas. Yeah, I might have to start. <laughs> I would have to start you? Tanya Hardying some people <laughs> if that goes down, just to try to up my, you know, Surely, up my status. You know, if news like that gets out, then the crowd are going to be chanting for the the Supercross. Yeah, weekend, I know? wear a crown down to the starting line. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> JT, uh, the German team. We just spoke with. Um, Schiffer, Marcus Schiffer, uh, see, your buddy, uh, he's out with an injury. He was the champion last year. Um, but in talking to some Germans, and, and you, of course, the German expert, German motocross expert, um, it's escaping me right now. Dennis Ulrich. Ulrich, yeah. sorry. Yes. Ulrich is going to be strong. I think so. Um, he's, he's obviously a huge question mark for everyone. Uh, even, I think, the German fans, it's a question mark. Just because he's, he's really up and down, and I've witnessed it myself, he's – He's young, and, and I think the spotlight is really going to be the only thing that can kind of uh, mess up his chances. Uh, it's a huge stage here. I mean, anyone who's never been to an event like this, it's different than any other event in the world. There's more pressure. There's Your whole country is dependent on you being their home race as well. Um, he's a great starter. He's, he's a very capable rider. He's, it's on a track that he's ridden many times. Uh, so if he can keep everything in perspective, keep his composure, and kind of wrap his head around the event, I think he'll be fine. I think uh, he would be just as good as Schiffer on a track like this. Yeah. No problem. I think realistically, he doesn't need a super result. You know, he only has to post one result, and if that's a fifth or a sixth position in MX Open, then yeah. you know he's he's uh, he's doing okay. Now uh, Nagel, Adam, he's had a, a terrible year, uh, mono, and then uh, now some ankle injury. I mean, how's he how's he looking? fitness-wise and riding style-wise coming into this? Yeah, just at the top of my head, broken wrist pre-season, then had a stomach virus, missed the second round in Thailand, lost like four kilos. I don't know what that is in pounds, but uh, yeah. So he How many was, stones did he lose? <laughs> yeah. 2.2 pounds, okay. so it's like 10 pounds almost. Kilos or stones? It'll be, what, 8 No, point. he said kilos. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if you were doing stone math or kilos. No, pounds. pounds. Yeah, if it's stones, kilos to pounds. Right stones I, be, I don't understand it'd be nine why pounds. you guys say stones. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, that's the metric thing, you know. No stones aren't anything. It's a <laughs> stone is a stone. <laughs> but it's rough, isn't it? You know. I mean, if you think of a stone, what do you think of? It's heavy. Well, they use pounds <laughs> for their money, so they're all jacked up. Yeah. We use pounds yeah. for our weight. They use pounds <laughs> for their money. <laughs> we throw stones. They weigh in stones. <laughs> and we drive on the other side of the road. Yeah, yeah. J Law gets stoned. Right, right, Nobody right, knows right. what's going on. It's complete mess. It's strange. No, but Nagel, yeah. Nagel, I mean, yeah. I think uh, Battery Honda team were, you know, expecting more of him this year. Yeah. Uh, the low point was definitely his home Grand Prix. A lot of uh, expectation and pressure on him there, and um, the famous bucket incident where he had to come in and have a cold water, uh, well, a pail of cold water thrown over him just to carry on with the race. Oh um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. That was a little bit of, a, okay. the, of yeah. the season, you know. But um, he's been fighting over this Epstein Bar thing, so he's he's a real unknown quantity. He could be flying and like you know have a, like a four or five second lead after three laps or yeah. he could just be like fading through the race your uh your buddy roger harvey from honda i feel sorry for him because he can't 
He's got a great bike and a great team, Martin Honda over there. And they, they've had such shit years, three, four years in a row now. Their riders can't stay healthy or yeah. they, they get an angle and that happens to them. And Bobashev, super fast but hurt. It's been tough for those guys. I think Honda have everything in place. If they could go out and buy some luck, then yeah. they would have a big credit yeah. line, you know, because um, that team has just been like in the, in the doldrums. Your home team, Great Britain. Yeah. Simpson, Nichols, Searle. What's your thoughts? I mean, like Tommy said in the press conference earlier, there's always talk of a podium, and the British seems to be there or thereabouts. I think a top five result would be okay. You know, yeah. it would be good. Um, if, if some weird stuff happens, then there could be a chance of a podium. Uh, Simpson's kind of the informed rider when it comes to Grand Prix at the moment. He's been, you know, fast, quick. He's got like a private Yamaha, but he's sorted out with suspension, and he's got a good engine on there. So. You know, he, he might be, he could be the surprise. Mm -hmm. He could turn a few eyes on uh, on Sunday. Uh, as far as overall winners, uh, Jeffrey Hurlings is not here. He'd certainly be in the mix. Maybe maybe not in the hard track, but um, Caroli and Dungey, would they be the two guys that were looking to, to win the motos probably? Yeah, Kenny. So. I mean, can Kenny do it? On the 250 round here? I'm not sure. I mean, he came back here last year and did a wildcard appearance in the last Grand Prix of the year at this track. Yeah. Uh, and he fought with Cairoli, but, you know, he didn't really have enough on the, I think it was around the 450 then. He didn't have yeah. enough on the 450 yeah. to make the difference. He ran the 350 last year, I think. No, because he was MX2 last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it depends on the start. Mm -hmm. Really here, it depends on the start. It's a narrow track. It's kind of similar to St. Jean in a few ways uh, for the 2011 motocross nation. So, no, for me, it's, it's going to be a, a Cairoli dungeon thing. A Cairoli dungeon yeah. thing, yeah. Even if yeah. Cairoli's like four, fifth, six mid race, then he'll come through. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of the, his style, and especially here. And uh, in MX2 JT, I mean, is it anything but a Tomac Roxon battle? Um, I mean, I know you're not following well, GPs like Adam, but. Yeah, uh, it really depends. Uh, you know, the event here is so much different than a normal, just a GP situation because you have the 450s involved, and the start is so much more critical because on a track like this, especially with hills, being able to pass the 450 guys is going to be difficult. Um, you're not talking about guys that they're much, much better than. Guys on a 450 are very capable of staying ahead of somebody uh, for a longer period of time than a normal 250F guy just because you have to find ways around and they, they can outpower you. If you get a run on them, that doesn't mean you're going to necessarily get around yeah. them right There's away. There's some hills so. on this track too. You know, so. Yeah, and the, and the Rocks and Caroli thing, I watched that race uh, that they were racing in and Caroli was just better. So. For Roxon to beat him, you mean here when yes, Roxon came back, yes, right. and so I, I don't expect Roxon to beat Caroli straight up on a 250 versus 350. Uh, so it's possible, but I don't expect that. There's one thing I'll throw into that because this year we've had, as you guys might have known, uh, a format in the GPS for the flyaways called the Super Final, where we've been seeing yeah. MX1 and MX2 mixed. Dumb idea, so by the way. Terrible idea. It was interesting. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I know you love it. It's a terrible idea. It they're looked, getting rid it of it. It was there. I was in Qatar, Thailand, and, and Brazil, yeah. and it, it okay. It was it sucked and it was dangerous, but it was uh, it was interesting. <laughs> it, it was exciting. It was if you're a pure fan, just entertainment, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I wouldn't also, wanted to I do it. I was Sean Simpson today, and he said, you know. In MX1, we've had like 20, 25 riders throughout yeah. the season in the yeah. gate, and to have like 40 full again is yeah. going to be another factor. But my original point was riders yeah. like Jordi Tixier yeah. uh, on the factory KTM, Jeffrey Hurley's his teammate, yeah. and also somebody like uh, Christoph Charlie, uh, Charlie's running the 450, uh, Dean Ferris on the, the factory Yamaha, yeah. uh, the only one of three Grand Prix winners this whole year. Those guys are used to being in the mix with 450s for like you know that moto time yeah, yeah so they know what it's about it's about getting a start it's about trying to make a move past mm -hmm. and a track like this where it's going to be tricky to pass then i think you know 
the starts will make a count. Don't rule out Ferris. I think he'll be. Uh, yeah, so MX2, you think Ferris can? Yeah. Ferris can maybe get up there. That Cosworth yeah. Yamaha really gets off the line. Uh -huh. I tell you an interesting factor in those in the mixed classes like this. Uh, this actually bit Michael Byrne pretty bad in Italy four years ago. The, the way that you ride a 450 and the way you ride a 250 are very different as far as how much speed you're hitting with the jumps, how hard the guys are scrubbing, the lines they're taking because of the different power of the bikes. Uh, Michael Byrne actually landed on Guarneri, I believe, uh, and ended up going to the hospital because he misjudged the way that Guarneri was going to hit this jump because they were on different size bikes. So the experience of that, it, as Adam was saying, I think there is a little bit to that, but it's, man, it's sketchy. I think there's a lot of learning that goes on because you're not used to racing guys on different size bikes and the lines are different. These guys are railing outsides where 450s are going inside everywhere. So it's a little bit different aspect. I think it's one of the more entertaining factors of, the, of a destination's race is that mix and the, who can make the passes and who can really outthink the other guy because quite frankly, to be on a 250 and pass a 450, it takes more thought. You know, the, you can't just get the run on the guy and you have him. The guy can really make up that, you know, make up that difference in every turn. I think there's another factor here also this particular nation. So we're talking about Nagel and also Ulrich and Roxen that, you know, if Ken Roxen is in third, fourth position against the 450s, he's going to have a good 20,000, 30,000 people yeah. screaming for him to push on. You know, I think that's really got to be, you know, maybe, you know, JT as a rider, if you've got some, like, some of that partisan support behind you, then you're really going to be able to find a little bit more, you know? Yeah. The, uh, the, the stadiums in Chimitz and Kiel, and I mean, they've <laughs> chanted his name, you know, those arenas. They've chanted Thomas before, so he knows. But Did you win in Barcelona one year? Sure uh, second. Second. Yeah, I, I couldn't beat Villeman. Oh, Villeman was Nick too Way good. Uh, no, Villeman won. Nick Way got third, I beat Nick. He but, first as well, I think, was riding one of those. Um, I think one of the last ones I went to. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the year the last year I was there, I don't think Voss was there. But the the last year I went, Villeman was unbeatable. He could have beat Jesus at that race. <laughs> um, how do you think? And, and you know, we know Kenny a little bit from America, but this is going to be huge for him, the fans. How is he going to handle the pressure? What do you think? Like, could it could it implode him? I don't think so. But somebody today already said he's getting a bit stressed out with all the attention and everything. But he came back here as a wild card last year yeah. and he had the heat on him. You know, everybody yeah. wanted to have a bit of his time and everyone was sticking cameras in his face. The year before that, he was obviously fighting for a world championship, so he again was like the main man. Yeah. Um, so I think he, you know, coming to the nations as he's won the last three years in a row, then uh, he, he's got to be the star of the event if you like yeah i yeah. think people after lousy and the german grand prix maybe won't keep so much expectation on matt snagel dennis ulrich will have the the local fans you know from the national championship yeah. behind him but uh but yeah roxon supercross champion is um i think he thrives on it i do yeah. i think he's one of those guys that you know pressure can even can either make you rise to the occasion or it can make you buckle I, I, I really think that he does well. You look at every Motocross of Nations appearance, every time he's ever come back to Germany, come back to Belgium, come back, he's done well. He, yeah. he seems to take it and use it as more energy to ride better. So. And he's always defied a bit of expectation. You know, he's yeah. too young, he's too inexperienced, yeah. he's on the Suzuki, which is nowhere near as fast as the KTM, right, and right. he's always managed to go through. But the, the only thing I would say, I don't think he's ever had a glare on him like, like this weekend. So. Yeah. Yeah, can he handle it? Um, Adam, uh, a sleeper country, if you will. Uh, don't say Canada because everybody, 
we all know Canada is going to be incredible. No, I, they're actually they're going to be sleeping. I think at the time of the motos. <laughs> but, but when the A, when the A main yeah. stop, they'll be yeah. sleeping. Are you going to be okay on Sunday? You know, when, when that result comes in, if no, they will be a bit tired because we're going to have to be here so early to we, watch the B final. We got the A main. We have the A main. We have it. I, I we have it in lockdown. I do too. I agree. If we don't make the A main, yeah. there's going to be I'm unless be there's big upset. crashes or mechanicals. Yeah. Straight straight racing, you should no problem. Yeah. Can I interject there for a moment? Yeah. What about like uh, Metcalf, Canadian champion? He's yep. got to be a bit of a sleeper kind of yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, know? you know, he raced three AMA Nationals, never outside the top ten. Uh, his best was a fourth. So certainly, you know, he's on par with, um, I mean, he's off Barcher's pace, but not by much. Yeah, he should be fine. And that and, and Waters was uh, a very fast guy down under. Uh, Chad Reed was just telling me about him, and he thinks he's going to be great. And we and we just talked about Ferris and Farrell. That could be a podium team. I think that's my sleeper team. Yeah. Your sleeper team? Yeah. What about my pick of Russia? I liked your pick. I yeah. That was uh, pretty cool. And also knowing, you know, about the, the third guy, his name escapes me now. Oh, um, uh, Mikhailov. Drago. Mikhailov, yeah. Oh. No, not Drago. Sorry. That was Rocky. Uh, Tonkov made two podiums, or one? One podium. Yeah. Um, Kerr meets? Uh, Talking about Kerr meets? Yeah, Kerr meets. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. 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 Famously threw his bike over the finish line in Majora this year, but he didn't go over the Oh really? So the, oh. the separation of the, of yeah. the well, does Australia count as a sleeper team? Uh, sure. Okay. Whatever. Would they be asleep technically when the race is on? I don't think so. They'll be good. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll be, be good. strong. No, they'll be good. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, depending on what time their flight is. Um, what about <laughs> what about Philip Hartz? Uh, he's the weak link on Italian team, obviously. But how weak of a link? He's not the world champion. I mean, he is a world champion, but he's not the one world champion we remember. He had a bad year. But can he, can he pull through with a couple of decent results for Italy? Hey, listen, the fastest he's looked this year is at his home GP because he was so up for that event. He was riding yeah. a retro Honda paint scheme. It looked very cool. So, um, you know, yeah, he, he'll, be, he'll be fired up for this one. So I don't think he'll necessarily be the weak, the weak link there. I think, you don't yeah, think? I think this is the strongest Italian team we might have seen. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you yeah. would know better. Yeah. I mean, Lupino definitely stepped it up this year. He was a, a much improved rider over yeah, the years past. Three, yeah. Yeah. Um, and France. Thoughts on France? Besides leaving off Marvin Wooskamp? Yeah. I mean, everyone seems to be puzzled by that. But basically, you know, that decision was made because the the French Federation wanted three riders that were completely up for you know the up for the occasion. Yeah. They wanted like two guys who were just. Okay, take a cliche, you would bleed for the flag or whatever, you know. And yeah. there was felt that Marvin over the last couple of years just didn't really commit to that, wasn't showing enough, like, you know. Yeah, he, he did have some poor results at Lomo and, uh, well, Colorado, we had bike problems. Yeah. Um, but still, it seems odd. Yeah. I mean, Marvin's had his best year out in the U.S., so it's yeah. a little bit of a strange reward, isn't it? But, uh, All in steps it up for these. I think it was a budget issue, possibly. Just didn't want to spend the money to bring his, his oh, staff could. over or I don't I don't know I'm just trying to find an answer it doesn't make sense the KTM team probably have it the easiest out of all the guys in the US for, for logistics yeah but um Paulin always remember Paulin straight up won at St. Angeli won a moto and then last year at Lomo I think he 2000 and second 2009 he won 2011 he won so if he's doing two year gaps then he's due another one do another one and even at, at Lomo I believe he led for a while got second or something he wrote he wrote a strong race I all remember is Caroli or Hurling's both just gone every time. Um, okay, Adam, not, not that it was a huge stretch, but last year you, correct, you correctly predicted Germany. I think you got the top three right to me. Did I? Maybe you might have swapped USA and Belgium, but your picks were – you yeah, did pick close. Germany to win. Yeah. Um, who do we got this year? 
your top three? I think like JT says he's got to, it's going to be US, Belgium, US, Belgium, Italy. Okay. What do you think, JT? I'm going to go USA, Belgium. You know what's funny about Belgium? And every year, no matter who they send, and there's been some years where I really don't even know the, the, one of the guys on the team that well, they're always strong, and they're always in there. Like, I don't know what their podium percentage is since the 80s, but yeah. it's got to be. I'm going to take Germany third. Okay. Yeah, USA, USA, Belgium, Germany. I was thinking about Germany, but then Wheeler scared me with all the Nagel talk and like. Just, yeah, like I just, I just think he's 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 one of the best starters in racing, and I, I just think he's 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 gonna pull it together. Home this race. Yeah, not so much. No, but, but it, historically, yeah. incredible starter. Oh, on the KTM, he was yeah. way. You know, and Cairoli will be strong. He's been strong all year on the starts, and he's running a 350 again this, uh, after trying a 450 in Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, I got Canada. <laughs> Puerto Rico, Australia. You were thinking outside the box. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Now, um, honestly, it's. I think it's JT was being kinder to the U.S. earlier than he needed to be. Like I think they have this locked. I mean, unless it, like he said, I was being kinder or meaner. You were saying like, ah, uh, oh, you never know. Like you were being kinder to the other countries. No, like, I, I really, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. And, and they go No, no, no. I believe that it's not not a lock. Right. My dedication. There's many, many I, opportunities for us to lose. See, there's, and I'm not saying it's a lock. Nothing's a lock. But I, I think I the said heavy I think favor. No, I think we have the best team. Yeah. But I, think I do feel that uh, I don't think so. And I mean, I'm not even, I'm not biased. If Phil Poto was here, I agree. Right, right. I agree. Yeah. If you analyze it, then Dungey's a solid bet. Barcia could do anything. And like Tomac's first go, so he could win it or blow it. But I just think Dungey and Barsh and Tomac will be one two or two one in their classes, without a doubt. And Barsha can definitely run with the Sal. And who no but one I just can think Barsha I think I think Barsha is very much on the level of a lot of guys. Paul in De uh, There's a lot of guys that can race yeah. with Barsha no problem. If you brought Villapoto into the picture, then it puts another guy on top of with the level of Caroli or even higher. It, yeah, it, no, then it makes it a runaway. No, I get what you're saying, but all that, I still think the USA is heavy favorite, and they're going to win. Um, I just I can't see how they could lose, especially if you drop one one, one moto. After that, um, you scared me with Nagel talk, so I'm going to back off from my Nagel talk and go uh, uh, Belgium and Australia. I think Australia will be Australia. legit. Yeah, okay. I think they could they could get a third. Uh, Germany, yeah, I'm just scared of Nagel and and Italy. Uh, you're, you've always loved Philip Hartz. You always you love Philip Hartz. You love talking to Philip Hartz. You, your bias. What? He's won here before. Your so bias for Philip Hartz is showing. I think he's. I think he, he can do the goods. I think he can he's, deliver the he's goods. He's 80 years old, <laughs> and he's had so he's broken both wrists twice, hasn't he? Yeah. Two years of yeah. Uh, yeah. injury nightmares. Philip Hartz needs some new parts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm not sold on the Italians like no. you, but and Lupino's good though, and of course Caroli I think will once again show people uh, how world-class a rider he is, you know. I think it's harder to call the podium overall, but maybe the races will be a little easier. I mean, I, if Kyrody doesn't win a moto tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Sunday, I'll be shocked, you know. Yeah. I think he's got to be a race winner. And then Tomac, I would have thought, still possible to win on that 250. I think Caroli could beat Dungey straight up uh, without any problems. I really do. Um, he's a world-class talent. Last time I was here, he won... He's just, uh, I, I don't think Americans give him enough respect. Now, you put him over in uh, America, 
he probably doesn't run with Villapoto and Dungey. Probably runs the next group yeah. right after that. But on this, in Europe, on here, uh, there's probably nobody better. Uh, maybe Villapoto, and that's about it. Yeah. So, and Tammy Ferry. <laughs> um, but besides that, I think that's about it. Uh, and Adam, before we go, um, what's the attitude? JT was uh, is the first year he's been here as a, like a media guy, and he was like making comments about the USA and how much of rock stars they are. Like, you know, they walked in and everybody yeah. kind of went and followed them and all the photos and everything else. And I was making a comment to him, like, at uh, France two years ago. Chad Reed was just sitting on a table by himself. No one was bugging him. Nobody cared. They were Everyone was at the USA area, you know. They're rock stars here, aren't they? They're a big deal, like, for the press and fans. And Yeah, I think it's... The chance to see him, it's a chance to talk with him, chance to get pictures of him. Um, it's that that one shot, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, I think that's got a big deal to do with it. And you have to look around and say, well, there's some real established kind of media here that are working this event, are working maybe AMA and also World Championship. But also, there's a big percentage of guys that are coming, local press and everything as well. Yeah. So they're the stars of the show. Yeah, and I think it was uh, who was it a couple of years ago? It might have even been Tedesco who was in 2005 at RNA who was a little bit knocked about having what he described as the target on his back you know oh like yeah. everybody was out out to get like team usa but um phil parts <laughs> yeah but no, there was a thing a couple of years ago in 09 phil parts was not nobody liked phil parts nah, in america he was gunning for it you know I, I spoke to some writers who were like listen i just want to be american writers on the day you right, know, that right, was their objective right. but a couple of years you know team USA would come over here with their entourage. They would have their own security. They'll barricade themselves in their own little compound. Yeah, they've, and they've, they've, they've stopped doing that. Yeah, they've to stopped their doing, credit. And I wonder if that's a conscious effort. I wonder if that if Roger or Mitch or somebody s said, hey, we're not going to do that anymore. Because even it didn't matter what kind of bikes they were on, they were still all together in their compound. Yeah. I couldn't get a pass one year. I, I needed a pass to get in America. And they were like, you're a Canadian. Get out of here. No, for real. They were like, ah, oh, we don't know. And I was you, want, like, you want my honest opinion of why that is? Well, hold on a second. One of the riders that was on the team. I feel... Oh, James I feel, Stewart? No. Yeah, I think it was I the... I feel drove that Ricky Yeah. With me? No, no, no. Oh, oh, Just oh, wanted oh, that... Just in general. Yeah, wanted right. yeah, the I USA think, seclusion. He had the superstar factor, didn't he? I think yeah. He to and just knowing Ricky, I know how he operates, and he really, really is us against the world type attitude, and yeah. I... I I don't think he would want to be sharing a truck with other countries. I just, I just think that's his personality. I don't, uh, I don't blame uh, the European press or the European fans. For a couple of years there, I felt like it was a little out of hand. Like, come on, guys, they're all here to see you. I think at one point they put up some sort of a iron fence, a, yeah. well, a fencing, and then they, I think they even put some tarp over the fencing at some point. Oh, really? What's this? Some people looking I, in. I think so. And I was like, come on, guys, you're, you're, everyone wants to see you. Yeah. And you're right, it has, they've stopped doing that. And I yeah. wonder why. I wonder if that's a conscious decision. Now, you know, the Honda guys with Martin Honda, Dungeys with KTM guys. Yeah, I mean, even with Villapodos here, everyone recognizes him as, as the best rider in the world. But I don't think, you know, he hasn't reached the status of someone like Ricky yet. Yeah. So that's, that's probably something to do with it. I mean, even when Ricky was at Manly Basin in 2006, he wasn't riding, but he was there and still being mobbed. Yeah. So, yeah. uh,. Yeah, maybe, but so, yeah, it's just surprising. I think, it, and it's cool though. You guys are really excited to see the American riders here. I mean, you know, um, yeah, it's just cool. It's just a sign, I think, of how big this race is worldwide. The only shame for me, like changing subjects a little bit, is the Monster Energy Cup in Vegas. That's a real chance to be like another international, second nations, whatever. You know, okay, there's not the kind of the country yeah. representation thing, but you know, there's 
just can't get Grand Prix riders to do it. Can't no. get international riders to do it. Well, I'll tell you why is because they don't believe in paying start money and they won't pay expenses and they won't do a lot of things that I think it would take to pull off an event like that. I, I think that, and I haven't talked to Feld about this, that's just my personal opinion is they know they can get the riders that they're getting for free. They don't have to pay $1 out. They don't have to pay, you know, budget and expense, do one thing. If they open the door and, and invite Cairoli and they invite Hurlings and all these things, it's going to cost them money. And they're just like, well, they don't see the value in it just financially. Anyways. Yeah, they, they don't see the financial anyways. value in it. Yes, of course, it would be an incredible race and all the fans would love it, but they're already selling every ticket they can anyway. So And true, it's also a true, it's turned into, as you saw, Adam, it's turned into a true supercross now. Yeah, There were talks of taming it down, making it easier for the European guys that don't race supercross all the time. And that just went away. That and and, and to Carole's credit, when we were talking with him earlier about Monster Cup, he was like, they never invited me. Yeah. But I really feel that's why. Yeah. They know it's going to be, okay, uh, yeah, what's it going to take to get you here? Okay, it's going to cost this. And they don't want to do that. Yeah. That's not how Feld operates. And as a business decision, it's probably smart. But I know that's not how they do right. things. And to be expected to do it is probably just not something they're ready to get involved and with. That opens a door for them they don't want opened. Again, the rumors are we might see Paul in this year right yeah. did you tell me that or somebody yeah, yeah. yeah. he was so. he was in negotiations to go uh with the kawasaki guys over here yeah but, uh yeah. this thing they come around doing yeah. it the, the, you know, what are those grueling 12 races jt i mean they're, they did 12 i mean who wants to do one more <laughs> they're 29 and over in yeah, america yeah you forget about all the, the international races they do oh, yeah. and uh, Man mantova and 12? all these races he 17. he had 17 gps 17 grand prix yeah Hey, I know Qatar and Thailand and Brazil. We just Brazil finished the first time I've had two weekends back to back since March. Oh, okay. My Not bad. to mention Mantova and all the international Dutch right. championships yeah. and German Masters and all these races these guys do. Right. They have a pretty full schedule. Uh, they start, you know, they maybe start a little bit later, but they they do a lot of races. Yeah. So we talking about your nationals at twelve. Uh, we we'll have nineteen next year. With well, we the got, we only got twenty nine with Supercrosses. Twenty nine. Yeah. Any uh, any idea where at the where the new race is going to be? They're announcing tomorrow. No, there's some rumors uh, about more flyaways with Japan, uh, possibly coming in, maybe two trips to Brazil. Yeah. I think the calendar will start again in Qatar and Thailand. Um, I thought he said, uh, from just, I just was listening from here, but I thought he said something about a new country, so. Hungary's on the calendar. Oh, yeah. Okay. One. That's the first ever trip there. Okay. So. Yeah, will there, the over-under on riders, 20? Over-under, 20 riders on the gate at those races? What, uh, this year? No, next year. Next year. Yeah, the further they go to the flyaways. Yeah, more expensive it is. It's you know. But I remember seeing Chad Reed commenting on Twitter something about the Australian Championship as well. We're struggling for numbers. I think the British Championship, you know, again, it's. Uh, you know where they're not struggling around. for America. You know where they're not struggling for numbers. America. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad that we you it, you know you can't get the guys on the gate for yeah. whatever reason. I mean, we don't have enough room on the SD card to get into that but um, what about the nation's uh, England Helen you know because that'll be a nice OC I heard that they pulled it no he said they're not oh it's that, still yeah, still yeah. in oh, there's no it's going to okay. be Latvia next year Glen Helen and then uh, 16 will be at Majora yeah because I know I heard the exact same and then I heard a rumor a week two weeks ago that they were going to put it back no. at uh, Ernie or St. John's D'Angeli that's what I just yeah but I heard a pretty 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 good source I hope not because I was planning I, I on going think, to Glen uh, Helen so 
I think no one showed up for the GPs at Glen Helen. Yeah. But I think when you it's, you make it a Disney Nations and you have the America's Best Riders, it'll be jam packed. People will love it. Oh, I had no interest in going to the GP at all. Yeah. Why? Just I don't know why. I just it was a race I didn't have to go to, and I just didn't I didn't no interest honestly. But at like a Motocross of Nations. I'll buy my tickets now, right. you know, like I yeah. 100% would go. I think, you know, if they're smart, then they'll count on that kind of support, you know, yeah. people will want to go and see that. But. And honestly, the biggest reason I would have, if I had to pick a reason, would probably be because I knew our best riders weren't going to show up. That's probably why. Yeah. Just to have that dynamic of our best versus their best versus everybody's best, I, I, I'll i go every weekend if they want to do that, you know, that's no problem. You had Mike Alessi, I think, obliged to ride the first year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a, kind of a stubborn attempt to really shoehorn Grand Prix into the U.S. when there's just no It was space too bad. It, it was too bad, yeah. Uh, it would have done better on the East Coast, I do feel. Yeah. California guys are, SoCal fans are about image and about a little bit fickle. and about, yeah. you know. And I think you, you have that on the East Coast, although Bud's Creek 99 GP, nobody was there either. But I think it gets better, more, more people on that. I really think it takes getting the best American riders so you get that patriotic us versus them yeah. feeling to get the American fans out for an event, event like All that. All right, well, hey, let's wrap this up. Adam Wheeler, On Track Off-Road, thank you for doing the X-Brand Goggle pre-race uh, podcast. We're going to try to do one after qualifying tomorrow, too. Great. So Thanks if you're around, you can st sit in on that, and we can talk about that, JT. Um, I thought you have a Supercross title to go win. Let's go. What's the, what, what, what's the more autographs? Are you going to be able to do it? I know you're going to be consoling the Canadians, getting let's, their bikes ready for that 8.30 a.m. I am seriously going to ask the coster where you would fall on the replacement list. <laughs> he doesn't I know who feeling, I am. Yeah, I got a feeling he doesn't know who you yeah, are. Yeah, he does. I talk to him all the time. Like, he doesn't know. I don't know if you know I ride like, or anything, though. Tom Carson, Jeff Emig, Brock Glover, Jason Thomas. Where, who do you, how far down do you It's a good go? thing Bevo's not here. I'd go right behind Bevo as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He didn't even race. Right. Um, all right. Thanks, guys.